Hi, this is Brett and welcome to Optimize. On today's episode, I want to share with you five powerful questions that will supercharge your marketing. So the big question is, how are entrepreneurs like us who have too much to do and too little time able to build both the business and the life of our dreams? That's the question. And on this podcast, we'll explore the journey to the answer. My name is Brett Ingram, entrepreneur and award-winning product creator. I chose to build a business and have a time for a personal life, and I want to help you do the same. Welcome to Optimize. So as entrepreneurs and business owners, marketing is a, is a very key element of one of the things that we need to do. And I think a lot of times we focus from the inside out, meaning we're focused on the external market around us to try to figure out what do we do? How do we position our products and services in a way that customers are going to want to buy them and that we can make more sales? So it's sort of a a numbers driven, um, you know, sales related discussion and mentality. But I want to share with you five questions. And I, as much as I'd love to take credit for them, I actually was reading an Inc. Magazine article and I saw these and various uh, entrepreneurs and business owners had come up with these over um, the course of time. And I just thought that these five in particular really stuck out as powerful questions to clarify what it is you're doing from a marketing perspective and being able to help you get much faster results much um, in a much clearer and simpler way. So the first question is, how likely is it that a customer would recommend our company to a friend or colleague? So that particular question makes a lot of sense because what we're looking at is, in order for someone to recommend your company, especially recommended to a friend or a colleague or someone where they are, they don't, there's no incentive for them to do it. The only way they're going to do that is if they've had an experience for them that was fantastic. And so by answering the question, how likely is it that somebody would recommend us, we're getting a clear understanding of the customer experience that people are having. You know, if, if you think it's highly likely if on a scale of 1 to 10, it's an 8, 9, or 10, then everything you're doing from that marketing perspective and treating customers is right in line. You know, if you are somewhere in a 1, 2, or 3, you need to make major changes because it means that you're going to have problems. And if you're somewhere in the middle range, then you're probably doing okay in terms of being able to make sales, but your long-term Viability may be in question if a stronger competitor comes into the market. But furthermore, you aren't going to be getting a lot of referral business, which is not really a great thing. You, you want to always be getting a percentage of your sales and customers from your existing customers. It's the most powerful sales tool you have. So that's a great question to ask. The second question to ask is, what one word do we want to own in the minds of our customers, employees, and partners? And in particular, in this particular case, we're talking more about our customers. So if you wanted to occupy mental real estate, because in all in all, if you really break it down, that's what marketing is, right? Marketing is the ability to get some mental real estate in your customer's mind. You know, when there are particular brands or particular companies um, or businesses that you deal with, something jumps to mind. You know, if it's a Volvo car, people think safety, right? Um, so whatever it is, you know, if they think Tiffany, then they think luxury. 
So whatever it is that you want to be able to, to occupy in your customers' minds, you want to have absolute clarity on that. And you want to have it clarity from the perspective of you, you know, the management team, if, if there's, you know, more than you at the company, and certainly everybody that you either works for you or you outsource with. You know, if you are a solopreneur and you're outsourcing your marketing, then one of the things that you're going to want to do is make sure that who's ever writing your copy, who's ever doing your web page design or product packaging or whatever, has a clear understanding of what it is that you're trying to create in the customer's mind in terms of that one word that they associate you with, because they can use that as the underpinning for all of the stuff, all of the marketing they're going to create. And that's really, really important because that's going to help you create a consistent brand, a consistent message, and more, um, you know, more successfully carve out that space in their mind. If you're sort of all over the place, then customers are going to get confused as to who you are. Question three is, what do we stand for and what do we stand against? And I want to break down both parts of this. So what do we stand for? I, I see a lot, and I'm very guilty of this, in um, you know, both entrepreneurship and, and also from a marketing perspective, of people not wanting to offend anybody, especially in today's sort of woke society where everybody's on pins and needles because if you say the wrong word, you can, you can trigger people. Um, the reality of it is you, you can't be all things to all people. You aren't going to attract everybody by being lukewarm because what's going to happen is somebody is going to take a strong stand on things and they're going to eat, chip away at your market share in each of those various um, segments until there's no market share left because you're just the person without any strong values or stance. And so it's important that you stand for something. It doesn't need to be a political cause. It doesn't need to be a, you know, a social cause. It just needs to be whatever it is that you stand for within your company and your values, whatever that is for you personally, whatever that is for your company. And again, I recommend that you communicate this to whoever does your marketing and whoever does your, um, you know, any, any of your design or graphics or video production or any of that. You want them to know what that one word is and you want them to know what you stand for and what you stand against. A lot of times, you know, um, again, people are more willing to take a stand for something because it's a positive mentality. They don't want to take a stand against things because they don't want to offend people. But the reality of it is you magnetize people to you when you tell them what you are for and what you are against. And there's going to be a segment of the market that's going to relate to what you have to say. And so you can't be all things to all people. You aren't going to be a Democrat and a Republican if you're you know, politically active in the United States or whatever it is in the country that you're in. You know, you, you can't be in favor of everything. You have to pick and choose things. And so if you are clear on what it is you stand for and stand against and make it clear, that will help you galvanize your message to your customers and in the minds of your customers and carve out that space. The fourth question, I really like this one, is why don't our customers like us? You know, we often want to think about what great things we do for our customers, 
we want to we want to you know hear from all of our customers that love us and have great things to say and praise us because our ego is tied to our business so it makes total sense right but if we can be honest with ourselves and we can take a hard look and we can say the customers that wanted refunds the customers that filed complaints the customers that called us up complaining or angry what is it about them like what is it about us that they didn't like? Like what about the experience that we gave them turn them off? Because that is an equally good, you know, warning sign or marker for something that we can change and we can edit and we can fix. Now, it doesn't mean that because you have an unhappy customer, you go and rewire your entire business. Obviously, so there, there are such customers that are not able to be pleased. There is such a thing as the customer that's just literally impossible to please. But as a business owner, we wanna to try to focus on pleasing as many customers as we can. And we wanna validate or evaluate every complaint that we do get to say, is this fair? You know, be very honest and say, is this a fair complaint? And if it is, we wanna see what can we do to change this so the next customer that comes to us, can we fix this? And if we can't, and we've lost this person, what can we do to fix so in the future we don't lose this customer again? And it's a very, um, it gives you a nice 360 degree look if you're looking at the positive and you're looking at the negative, because that is going to give you an idea of, you know, where all of the, your, your product is seen and service is seen by everybody in the market. And then question five is, if our customer were my grandmother, would I tell her to buy what we're selling? And I think this is another really great question. And the reason for that is because obviously the idea is if it's your grandmother, you wouldn't lie to her. You would only you know, do things in her best interest. So that part of it is clear. But the fact is, you know, you want to have enough conviction in your product and your service that you would recommend it to your grandmother. You know, now if she's not in your target market, you know, if your product is a dog leash and she doesn't own a dog, obviously it doesn't make sense, but you get the idea. If you assume she were in your target demographic, would you be comfortable taking money from her to sell her your product? You know, would you be comfortable if she used your product? Would you be comfortable with the fact that you got paid from her to use your product? Because if the answer is no, or you have any hesitation in that, you need to go back to square one and evaluate your product or service first and say, how do we get our product or service to a level that we're so proud of it that we would want to scream from the rooftops about how great this is, that we would be more than willing to sell it to our friends and family. And in fact, we'd feel like we were doing them a disservice if we didn't sell it to them. If you can get to that level of conviction over your product or service, then you're in a very strong position to do all the rest of this because it all stems from having something you believe in to begin with. Once you have that, then you just need to convince other people to get them to come aboard. And by doing it, by answering all of these questions, you're able to more succinctly go through and do that and be in a position where your marketing can be rock solid. You know, you can get to a point where, you know, you really understand your product, your service, your market, your customer, what 
um, your you know mental positioning is for them. And that is the great underpinning for all of the copywriting, all the ad campaigns, all the creative work, all the videos that you're going to create because they can all be centered around the same thing and you create a unique, consistent brand message that will take you way further than sort of just trying to create a clever campaign here and there with a confused marketplace. So see if you can answer those five questions and apply those to your business and I think you'll see massive dividends from that exercise. Be sure to subscribe so you get every episode and share it with a friend. And until next time, remember, no matter what you want from your business and your life, don't compromise, optimize.